Tonight I want to look at Joshua, verse, chapter 10, verse number 6. And, and then we'll go back and bring you up on what, from what, why this is happening right here. And the men of Gibeon said unto Joshua and to the camp of Gilgal, saying, Slack not thy hand from thy servants. Come up of, to us quickly and save us from the help us from all the kings of the Amorites that dwell in the mountains are gathered together against us. So Joshua ascended from Gilgal, he and the people of the war with him and all the mighty men of valor. And the Lord said unto Joshua, Fear them not, for I have delivered them into thy hands, and, and there shall not a man of them stand before thee. And Joshua therefore came unto, this, came unto them suddenly and went up to the Gilgal all night. And the Lord discomfited them in Israel and slew them with a great number of Gibeon, at Gibeon and chased them along the way that goeth unto the Bethron and smote them at Azekiah and Mekedah. And it came to pass as they fled from the Israel and were in going down to the Bethron, the Lord cast down great stones from heaven upon them at Azekiah. And they died. And there were more which died with the hailstones that they which were the children of Israel slew with the sword. Then Joshua spoke to the Lord in the day, and the Lord delivered unto the Amorites before the children of Israel. And he said unto the sight of Israel, Sun, stand still, and Gibeon, and thou, moon, in the valley of Ajon. And the sun stood still, and the moon stayed until the people had avenged themselves upon the enemies. It is not this written in the book of Jasher, so the sun stood still in the midst of heaven and has not go to down about the whole day. And there is no day like that before it or after it that the Lord hearkened unto the voice of a man for the Lord sought fault for Israel. Let us pray. Father, we just thank you tonight, Lord. We thank you for all, each one that's here. Lord, we pray for those who are sick that's not here, Lord. We pray you put your hand upon them, touch them, strengthen them as only you can. Lord, I pray for you, you'll speak to our hearts tonight, Lord. Just uh Whatever's inside, Lord, would just help us to bring it out. And Father, we just thank you for what you're doing, what you're about to do, and empty yourself and fill me with thy spirit. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Uh, looking at the life of Joshua, here in chapter 10, we find they begin to, uh, talking about this battle they're going into. The battle said that the Gibeonites uh, uh, came to Joshua and said, Slack not thy hand from us, we have made a deal. So why is Joshua fighting their battle? You study the life of Joshua, he's a great man of war. He is a fighter. This man knows something about fighting. God has used Joshua, and God has given Joshua many uh, victories. God, uh, the battle of Jericho, one of the walls fell down. So God used Joshua to defeat the enemies of God. But in chapter 9, if you go back to chapter 9, we see where Joshua got a little bit too big for his britches. He has won so many battles over and over, and God has delivered him time and time again. And he gets to the place where he's, he's not even looking for God at this moment in chapter 9. The Bible said that the Gemonites had changed their clothes. They, they had planted themselves to be something different. They brought in empty wineskins and moldy bread and they changed their appearance. And they come before Joshua and they said, Make a league with us, Joshua, for we've heard about your God. 
We've heard about your God, what He did at Jericho. In the Bible in chapter 9, He did not consult God. He never looked at God. He never asked God what to do. He made a decision based on His own merits. He thought He was bigger of Himself. He had won all these battles. He's fighting. He can do it on His own. He made a decision to make a league with the Gibeonites. And that's not, not what we do today. You say, well, that's not such a big deal. Well, you have to study the, the Gibeonites. These are the people that Joshua was supposed to run out. They are the enemy of God. They changed their looks. They talked a different way. They acted in a different way because of that. Joshua had made a league with the enemy. That is the problem with the churches today. Many of us gotten so close to the enemy. We've, they changed their talk. They changed their look. Uh, and they, they have made leagues with each other in the church. And now they're not even consulting God about what to do in their life or where to go. And there's many of us in this building tonight that are frightening, fighting battles and we need God's help. We need God to do something in our families, in our homes, and in our children's lives. But we've gotten so close to the enemy that we don't even consult God anymore. So Joshua makes a mistake in his ministry. We've all been in that place. We've all made mistakes. Joshua makes a league in chapter 9 and it seems okay, but in chapter 10 it comes back and you say, now you got to pay up, Joshua. You made a league with us. Can I say this? Your sin does have consequences. The choices you make today will affect you tomorrow. Joshua made a, a, a wrong choice. And now they're coming back to get him to pay up. The Gibeonites came back to Joshua and said, Come and now save us from the kings of the Amorites. Now picture this. Joshua is getting to walk into a battle. He, he's looking at what you say He's going to die in this battle. He is not prepared for this war. He's not prepared for this fight. The uh, Amorites, they are ready for war. They are prepared for it. And they are standing in just waiting for them to come up. But Joshua's fighting a battle that he should not even be fighting. But Joshua's heading that way. I want to show you some things about this passage. One of the greatest miracles in Joshua's life. God can take your mistake, listen to me, God can take your mistake and turn it into a miracle. God is going to take a mistake that Joshua had made and use it for his good and his glory. Listen, you don't have to go so far. The mistakes that you have made, God can take those things. And turn him into a miracle because God can take whatever the devil meant for evil and use it for his glory and give him the honor. Amen. 
Three things I want to show you out of this chapter 9 and chapter 10 uh, concerning Joshua and, and his mistake and what God can do. First, we see the impossibility. Uh, this battle has already been planned. The Amorites uh, had already prepared for this battle. They knew they were going to war. They were ready for it. Joshua's walking into a battle that he had already, he, he, he didn't know nothing about. But these people were waiting for Joshua to get there. They were prepared. I don't know if anybody's ever walked into battle unprepared. I felt like the enemy was uh, uh, waiting on for you when you got there. There are many of us tonight that have been fighting battles that the enemy has, uh, has us surrounded. And it seems like we're outnumbered. When Joshua looks out into the hillside and sees the Amorites all around him, he seems to be outnumbered. There have been many times in my life that I've looked around and thought I was outnumbered. I looked out and seemed that I, I, was, the only, I, I was the only one there. And it seems like the devil gets the upper hand in your life. He, he knows my weaknesses. He knows what I'm going to, going through. He has gotten me surrounded. Have you ever got to that point in your life where you felt like the devil just had the upper hand and you had no way out? You're outnumbered, surrounded by everything. Joshua seems to be outnumbered. And in many times in your life, you will probably get the precept, a perception that you are outnumbered. You think the devil has more on his side than you have on your side. There were times you feel like the enemy has more of them. There are many times like that in the Bible we see that we take Elijah's servant. He looked out and he said, Elijah, there are more of them than there are us. He says, no, there's not. Elijah prayed and asked God to open his eyes and God opened his servant's eyes and looked up and he seen on the hillside chariots uh, with flaming swords and they were all for his side. Elijah knew there was more for them than it was for the enemy. You may feel like you're outnumbered. You may feel like you're being surrounded by the enemy. But can I tell you, there are more on your side than there is on his side tonight. God is for us. He's never been defeated. He's never lost a battle. Amen. With men it is impossible, but with God all things are possible. The perception of Joshua was off. When you're looking at the problem, you, can't, you cannot bear it. You cannot fix it. The perception is that uh, it tends to make things bigger than what the problem actually is. We forget about the God that we serve. God was down in the valley. The children of Israel on top of the side over here. And God would come down every morning and curse the God of Israel. And said, send out somebody. Send me somebody to fight. He was cursing God's people. 
Then along came David. So what is this man doing? He, he, he's down there cursing my God. Why is he's doing that? And all of it just stood still. Because what they, they saw Goliath. They saw the situation. It was bigger than them. They, they didn't remember the God they served. They're just looking at the enemy. They're looking at the situation. And that's what we do. We focus on the situation and we forget about God. It's bigger than what we seem. It's bigger than what we think it is. Many times the devil will play with your perception and take what some small insignificant thing in your life and make it seem bigger and bigger and bigger. And then we'll begin to think that our loved ones are, are, are too far gone. They can't be saved. But can I remind you, God is still in the changing business, saving business. David looked down there. He didn't look at the situation. He didn't look at the, the giant Goliath. He didn't look at that. David said, my God, my God shall go before me. I come in the name of the Lord. And he went down and took care. Now, when you face your problems, when you're looking at your situation, just say, situation, problem, trial, whatever you're going through, I come at you in the name of my God. He's greater than anything that you are. Sometimes we, when we walk into a fight, we begin to worry. Start getting a little concerned. You hear the sounds of war. You start paying attention to everything that's going on around you then. It starts to get a little frightful. And it seems like many of us, we just stop moving when we hear the sounds of the enemy. We stop moving. We start to stand still. We don't move anymore. Because we hear the adversary as a roaring lion. Now, now you, if you can't feel, go to 1 Peter 5, 8, that'll tell you, as a roaring lion. Now, if you read that verse, it does not say a biting lion. It didn't say that lion would bite. He just said the lion is making so much noise. You realize in the jungle when the lion roars, every animal freezes because of the noise the lion is making. We're the same way when we hear the adversary roar, we, we freeze. The reason why we fail, the reason why we have so many problems is because when we hear the adversary, we stop. We stop going forward. It stops us dead in our tracks because we hear the roar. And it keeps us from moving forward with God. We're afraid to take a step. 
Bible says the steps of the good man are ordered by God. It does not matter how big your enemy is, how loud he is, you just keep moving forward for God. Amen. We, we see the impossible. David walked into this battle outnumbered and it looks like this is it for uh, Joshua. It looks like it's it for him. He, he's done. He's over with. It's an impossibility. But then we see the Savior, the immediate Savior steps in. From chapter 9, from, uh, Joshua makes this uh, a mistake or this league. God goes silent. But in chapter 10, Joshua went up to Gilgal all night, and then the Lord spoke to him and said, Fear them not. What I'm trying to tell you, when Joshua begins to move, <laughs> get this, when Joshua begins to move, God begins to move. He begins to operate in faith and begins to move forward. That's when God speaks. Sometimes God is just waiting for you to make a move. We're so afraid that we won't even take a step out of faith. We won't take that leap of faith. We just become paralyzed and God, we're waiting for God to say something. But God said, until you make that step, until you step forward towards me, I'm not going to say a thing. But as soon as you take that step forward, God starts speaking. That's why the Bible says, draw nigh unto me, and I'll draw nigh unto you. The first step is made is by us. We have to draw close to him. He doesn't make the first step. We make the first step. When you begin to move forward to God, God will start moving toward us. That, that's when God speaks to Joshua. Fear them not. In the midst of the battle, in the midst of the turmoil, God speaks peace that nobody else can speak. Nobody else can understand the peace of God. There is a peace that passeth all understanding. I will tell you tonight, in the midst of your valley, in the midst of your trial, you can raise your hand, you can worship God, and that peace that God gives, and only God can give it. No matter what you're going through, God is worthy of our worship. We see when God speaks, He's an immediate God, you can well say, I pray and I don't get an answer. There's an answer on the way. You just don't see it yet. When you begin to call, He begins to work. All things work together for them that love the Lord. The Bible tells us. For them that are called according, call according to the purposes of God. It's working out. He's working things out for us. Even when you can't see it. God speaks to Joshua and he gives him a peace. God gives him a promise. There shall not a man of them stand before thee, Joshua. Joshua has a God that said, I will fight for you. 
I will stand before you. I will protect you. I'm glad to know that I have a God that will protect me at all costs. He'll stand with me and He'll go before me. When the enemy is coming, He will go before me. He gave him a promise, but he also we see the power of God. The Bible said there were more of them that died with hailstones now you imagine how big them bad boys had to be. Had to be. Then those that died at the hands of the children of Israel. Now, I don't know if y'all get this, but I kind of look back and go, hoo-hoo. <laughs> They're on the battlefield fighting. There's Israel. There's an Amorite. They're fighting. They're fighting with sword, hand-to-hand combat. And all of a sudden, hit an arm right, dead. You're going over here and they find over here and all of a sudden, there goes an Amorite. And all those hailstones that were falling, not one of those hit any of the children of God. God was going before them. He was slaying the enemy before them. Not one of them, not one of them touched the children of God. That's the power of God. God knows exactly who to take out of your life when it starts getting too rough. <laughs> when the heat's on, you can't stand it no more. You feel like your feet are in the fire. God knows who to bring out of your life to cool that fire down. Amen. Amen. I like that one. If you didn't either, I like that one. Amen. We, we see the power of God in heaven. The enemy is getting defeated. They were standing against the enemy. And the enemy was afraid. They're starting to run now. Look here, we're getting killed from up there and we're getting killed down here. We got to go. We got to check out. The Bible said, resist the devil and he shall flee from you. That resist means to stand against or go forward. That means when the devil's coming after you, don't go, step out. Go against him. And fight back and he'll run from you. Joshua knows the enemy does better in the darkness. Do you not know that the enemy, our enemy does better in the darkness? But I'm so glad that when we in the darkness, we had the light. (laughs) Joshua knows that the enemy uh, uh, does, does battle better in the dark. So he knows if the sun goes down and I don't kill all of them, they'll come back. The reason why some of us are fighting our battles today, listen to me. The reason why some of us are still fighting our battles today, that we should not be fighting because we never killed our enemy. We never killed our enemy. We just wounded it. We never killed it. We didn't kill our sin. We just wounded our sin. And that's why it keeps coming back. Keep coming back. Now everybody's looking at Joshua. Joshua, what are we going to do? The sun is going down. What are we going to do, Joshua? The Bible said Joshua stepped out. 
in the sight of all Israel and said, Son, stand thou still. And that's a brave man right there. That, that man had to have some contact somewhere. I don't think any of us will walk out the door and say, Moon, don't move and watch it move. But they watched uh, uh, Joshua step out and said, uh, Son, stand thy still upon Gideon, and, and thou moon in the valley of Ajon, and the sun stood still. That was not Joshua. Joshua couldn't reach up and hold the sun still. God honored Joshua's request and held the sun still, and Joshua was able to kill them before it's too late. Can I tell you, God can hold the sun still in a, I promise you, in your sickness, in your distress, in your trials, in your valleys, God still can hold the sun still over top of you today. Don't give up on Him. Then I'll show you the impressing substance. We have to admit the hailstorm was pretty, that was pretty cool. We really have to admit holding that sun back is just really impressive. I mean, that's really impressive there. But you know what presses me most about this story? It's a little thing, just a little thing. It's called faith. It was the faith of a man named Joshua. Joshua, because when the odds were stacked against him, when he had made a mistake, he could have sat down and said, I've made a mistake, God. I can't do this. I won't go out there. I, I, I'm no good anymore. I've heard people say that, that make a mistake, say, God won't, can't use me. God can't tell. I, I just made a mistake. I might as well just give up. I've done messed up so bad. But there was something down inside of him that kept pushing Kept pushing him forward. Listen to this. Listen to this. Fear will paralyze you, but faith will move you. Amen. Joshua had faith to confront his enemies. So many Christians are defeated in their battles because they don't have the faith to confront their enemies in our life. Whatever it is that's robbing you of your joy. Whatever it is that's stealing your joy. Whatever it is that you're going through. Whatever it is you battle with day in, day out. You can't seem to shake it, but it keeps coming there. Just go forward with God. You have not messed up so bad that God will help you. You have not messed up that bad. But we're afraid to move. We're afraid to move. Remember this, greater is he than me than he that's in the world. Joshua had faith to confront the enemy. He had faith to conquer it. A lot of us don't, have, don't conquer our battles because we don't believe that God can. We don't think in God. We say, well, this is too big. We look at other people go through things, but when it gets into your backyard... You don't have the faith either. 